Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. Um, Cooled down a little bit from the disaster that happened Sunday. Uh, We're going to talk about the game this weekend, Sunday Night Football, against the San Francisco 49ers. Spoiler, they're better than the Cincinnati Bengals, who they tied. They're better than the Los Angeles Rams, who they lost to. And they're better, just barely better than the Washington football team. So if you're asking me if this is going to be our hardest game of the season, the answer is yes. So that means we'll probably win, right? So let's just go over the the new, like, just running joke here with the Eagles. This is four years in the making. But um, it is the injury report which will blow your mind. So um, today, this is crazy, one wide receiver on the active roster practiced for the Eagles. Think about that. One. That one being Greg Ward. No J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, he had a calf. Jamon Brown didn't practice. He's a guard. John Hightower didn't practice. He's a wide receiver. Deshaun Jackson didn't practice. He's a wide receiver. Alshon Jeffrey didn't practice. He's a wide receiver. Avante Maddox didn't practice. He's a corner. And they're actually expecting Avante Maddox to be out several weeks. Jason Peters didn't practice. He's a tackle. Trevor Williams did not practice. He's a, That's a rib injury, by the way. And that's another concerning injury because Avante Maddox is out. So that was supposed to be Trevor Williams playing on the outside. So that's a great, great sign. Rudy Ford was limited. He is a safety. Lane Johnson, a tackle, ankle. He was limited. He'll be good. Um, Miles Sanders, running back, glute. He'll be okay. He was limited. Then in full, Fletcher Cox with his abdominal. Jack Driscoll came back. And Jason Kelsey came back from his rest day. This is an incredible amount of injuries for a team already with injuries that they don't have on there, by the way, is Dallas Goddard, who was put on IR for a broken ankle. So our arguably the number one pass, I'd say pass target. I, I mean, he's not a receiver, he's a tight end, but our number one pass target is Dallas Goddard this season, and he's out. Um, the team signed Hakeem Butler this week. He's a wide receiver from Carolina. He was on their practice squad. He's a very tall receiver from Iowa State. They're converting him into a tight end. So, you know, the Eagles, they don't play gray here. They tell you if they sign somebody, what what position they're going to play. Like Peters was a guard and, and Mills was a safety. So they don't want to leave any questions. Butler was signed to be a tight end. Position versatility, right? So the big question this week on the Eagles' behalf is, what's going to happen at wide receiver? I thought there'd be a good chance that Alshon Jeffrey played this week. That's looking less likely. Uh, Deshaun Jackson definitely isn't going to play out guarantee that it's his hamstring right and like I said he's already dead to me after what happened last week so moving forward uh let's see here this is where it gets a little bit more concerning without Arthago Whiteside who I guess got hurt in the pregame by the way so that's why his impact was zero this week right as all those games where he wasn't hurt where his impact was zero but this one in particular right John Hightower I believe will be available 
I think he was out of held out of practice today, more out of caution. Um, I guess he wasn't feeling the best. But uh, my guess would be your wide receivers for San Francisco will be Greg Ward, um, John Hightower, Deontay Burnett, and then this is this is tough. It's 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 just like again, you're out Rager, you're out Jeffrey. Um, they did bring Quez Watkins back from the IR. He's on the nineteen or the twenty-one day practice. So again, he hasn't practiced in three weeks. So technically, they could activate him for the game. My guess would be they don't because he has not been practicing. This was his first week of practice. Um, again, his injury was a big question too to begin with. Uh, my guess is that he was had a very very minor injury, and they just put him on the IR because they weren't expecting to have to run through the receivers. But um, I would think Deontay Burnett might be the practice squad call up. Or they could just activate him to the to the active roster. Or the other scenario is you see Travis Fulgham brought up from the practice squad, or both, by the way. Travis Fulgham is a very big project wide receiver the Eagles had signed. Um, we talked about him in the preseason. Uh, he was somebody they brought over. Uh, it was somebody they liked. Uh, he's very raw, but he's a big, speedy receiver. I, I could see it where... You know, maybe they bring him up and, and they figure they could maybe get him involved a little bit. My best guess is this is going to be a heavy Zach Ertz, Richard Rodgers game. It's just, it's brutal what's happening with this team at that position with injuries. It really is. It's crazy to think, here we are again. And like I said, the one constant is the head coach. And the head coach got made news this week because... The guy in Chicago we won a Super Bowl with, well, he made some comments this week about Frank Reich because the Bears are playing the Colts, and his comments essentially saying that Frank Reich was the first guy to get him as essentially a quarterback. And after he struggled a little, initially when he was put in with the Eagles, I mean, he did struggle a little bit there in the beginning. He played all right against the Giants, but that Raiders game on Christmas, that was that was brutal. It was concerning. It was to the point where you're like, they might have to put Sudfeld in. And then, you know, the subsequent uh, first quarter that he played against the Cowboys in the meaningless game the next week where that went bad. But he said Frank Reich had talked to him, figured out what they were going to do to utilize him to the best they can, and Nick said it. He goes, that was the most comfortable he's ever felt playing quarterback, was under Frank Reich. Not Doug Peterson. Frank Reich. The Eagles have a massive problem at coach. Again, the injuries, this is, like I've said now, four straight years that were just riddled with injuries, and I know that's a lot of teams are due to, you know, the abbreviated training camp that most, uh, obviously, that all teams had to go through, but this is four straight years. There were no abbreviated training camps the last three years. I, I feel Doug's practicing has something to do with it. Like I said, they've switched the medical staff, and again, the medical staff is getting players back onto the field. It's not keeping players from getting off the field. That's stretching. I, I don't know what he's doing in practice, but... Man, we have so many soft tissue injuries on this team. And again, it could be, you know, remember they said the Eagles, this is Howie, whose job is going to be in question very, very shortly as well, that he wanted to, um, what was it, bring in healthier players, not look for injury-prone tr- uh, players, and it just hasn't worked. So, how do the Eagles compete with the 49ers? 
not going to say the word beat because if you can't beat the Bengals, that word is eliminated from my dictionary until you show me otherwise. So we'll use the word compete. Well, here's the thing. Kyle Shanahan, I think, is a great coach. I, I, I think the way he calls offense, it's, it's that same type of thing as Sean McVay in a way. They are going to try to run the football to set up the pass. I know it's like this crazy concept that people have forgotten. They don't believe in play action. Nobody thinks, everybody thinks this is a throwing league. But yet, some of the best offenses run their offense through the running back. They use play action and they will roll their quarterback and they will use their tight end who's back this week, George Kittle. Now, the question is is the quarterback going to be back for the 49ers? And they have not made really a determination on that. They just haven't ruled him out. So. If it's not Garoppolo, it will be Nick Mullins. Like I said, regardless, I, Nick Mullins looked pretty good last week. Um, their running back situation, it looks like it's going to be potentially Mostert. Most likely, I guess. And again, I, I the 49ers, they don't put out injury reports, which is crazy. So uh, I'm just assuming off the top of my head, Jarek McKinnon will be their main guy. Um, but for that team, it's... They, they like to rotate running backs. We saw it in the playoffs. They had Mostert and Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. They'll do the same thing here. Um, everything is predicated, like I said, off their play action. They believe Debo Samuel might play this week, which, again, is another weapon. The 49ers are dealing with a lot of injuries, but they know how to overcome them because their coach is really good. This is my thing with Doug Peterson. We, we were talking about Carson Wentz's regression. And, again, I blame Carson Wentz a lot for it. Of course, he's in year five. But Doug Peterson gets a majority of that blame as well. And if you look around the rest of the roster, I, I, I didn't even fail to think of this the other day when I was ranting about him, but Nate Sudfeld has been essentially replaced as the backup quarterback. He's the third stringer. Uh, he's been inactive the last two games. Here's my thing. If Nate Sudfeld, right, if Nate Sudfeld is regressing, that's on the Peter, that's on Coach Peterson, right? Because he's regressing and the starter's regressing. So something's broken. Remember when Peterson was hired? The Eagles wanted to put everything around him. Jim Schwartz, former head coach. Frank Reich, you know, experienced NFL mind, quarterback guru. Um, John Filippo, quarterback guru, former offensive coordinator. They wanted to make sure, because they knew, the Eagles knew when they hired Peterson that their plan was to get a young quarterback. They wanted to get a young quarterback to bring him up and develop the young quarterback. Well, the problem was they made sure to do all this and they got all these pieces around Peterson to help him do it. And it worked because you saw unbelievable progression from Carson Wentz from year one to year two. It was like he was a completely different player. And then you saw the progression of Nick Foles just in, in season, how unbelievably better he got. And... The thing is, after that season, and here's the problem when you win Super Bowls, teams are going to come for your coaches. I mean, teams aren't in the business of hiring coaches on losing teams. So what happened was Frank Wright got a job with the Colts that, you know, Josh McDaniels, who I'll never forgive, backed out of. And when that happened, John Filippo got a coordinator job with the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And he was given the autonomy to call the offense which he wasn't going to be given here in Philadelphia. So a lot of people thought maybe they'll make him the offensive coordinator here to stay. And then it turns out that Carson Wentz, for some reason, did not like this player. And I, I don't get it. Or this coach, he did not like John Filippo. He did not like the way John Filippo coached him because he coached him hard. 
regardless. John Filippo is now in Chicago with <laughs> Nick Foles, who looks really good so far. I mean, I know it's just limited action, but he looked really good for the Bears. And then the better part of this is that um, Frank Reich, they're playing in that game. It's, it's just it's just crazy. I think this game is very important in regards to um, the security of the job for somebody like a John D. Filippo or a John D. Filippo for Doug Peterson. And the reason I say that is because last year people remembered that it looked like Jeffrey Lurie stepped in to fire the offensive coordinator and the quarterbacks coach. Right? That to me was obvious because Doug said they were coming back and they were fired. And I knew at that very moment that Doug's seat was extremely warm. He will it, to me, the owner has essentially put it out there that he is trying to get the most out of the quarterback that he's invested so much in. And I can't blame him. He is a very, very important piece to our puzzle. The thing is, Carson Wentz is now completely broken. And I don't know if there is fixing him. But I will say this. When you look at who is the backup quarterback now, that's Jalen Hurts. This is year one of Jalen Hurts. And if you feel that Carson Wentz might be completely broken, which he may be, guess what Guess what happens then? Now you got to worry about developing quarterback to Jalen Hurts. And I am sorry. It's not just Doug Peterson, but I do not believe in uh, Press Taylor. I'm done with Press Taylor. I'm so over Press Taylor. I'm tired of hearing his name. I'm tired of hearing his role. He's getting promotions. Uh, I, I don't need to hear about Press Taylor anymore. Press Taylor has been an abject failure with the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the truth. Nobody's gotten better since Press Taylor has become the quarterback's coach, and now he's, what, the passing game coordinator? They promoted him? Please. There's too many smart minds in the Eagles' offensive coaching room for this to be the offense that we're putting on the field and for the quarterback to not be progressing. You got Andrew Briner. You got freaking Martin Morningway. You got Rich Gangarello. I mean, you have so many creative minds in there. And Doug Peterson is the offensive coordinator. And to be fair to him, the offense has looked a little bit more creative, I guess, the last two weeks. There is pre-snap motion, which is nice to see. And to be fair, if the quarterback played at an average level, we would have scored 30-plus points in two of those games, for sure. Most likely would have scored 30-plus in three games. So to say the offense isn't really working is unfair. Is it not what we want? Yes. Is there things out there that we don't understand? Like, is Miles Sanders not getting enough carries? Why is Corey Clement getting carries? Like, there are things that you can absolutely question. I agree. And, you know, another thing that people wanted to talk about was, you know, and this goes to Peterson too, is because Jeff Stoutland runs the offensive line, but are we getting to the point where maybe we should put Jason Peters back at right guard where he was killing it in training camp? and maybe go with Jordan Mylott at left tackle. It's clear as day, Jason Peters is nowhere near the same player that he was last year. And again, in defense of Jason Peters, he was signed to be a guard. He did not start playing the left tackle position until one week before the season started. And I, I get it, but you got to remember this, to play guard, you want to be a little bigger. And when you're a little bigger, it causes you to be slower. I'm not defending. I know Jason Peters gets a lot of heat here in Philadelphia because a lot of people think he put the Eagles over a barrel here for this um, you know, extra money that he wanted in his contract. And I completely agree. 
when you signed to the team. I'm one of those people. I believe that you signed to the team. If we need you to play this position, you play this position. But we're now in the part of the schedule here where if this goes sideways on Sunday night, we are going to need to quickly figure out what we got on this team. Are there any young guys worth playing? Again, we're playing the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. We're playing a team that had a 10-plus point lead in said Super Bowl last season. They were that close to being the champions. Their head coach gets it. Their offense is very creative. Their defense is very creative. I mean, they're going to bring heat. They're going to pressure the quarterback. They are not afraid of blitzing. I mean, even though they actually don't blitz as much as you would think in San Francisco. But they are creative. They disguise their defense very well. Again, they'll play zone. They'll play man. Like, their pre-snap confusion does come. I mean, again, it's not always about blitzing. It's about presenting the option of blitzing. You know what I mean? Like, just to have the quarterback not drop back into the pot or stand in that over center or stand in shotgun and just know, okay, this is cover two. Or this is cover two, man. Like, you want to have the quarterback thinking of, 10 different defenses you could be playing. I watched Monday night. You watched Baltimore, and I know Baltimore lost. And I know Patrick Mahomes might be the best ever. But it's like you're watching that, and again, they did try their damnedest to confuse the quarterback. For him, it didn't work so much. But for somebody like Lamar Jackson, the Chiefs did confuse him, and it did work. I just feel like that's one thing Jim Schwartz doesn't do, and he has never done, and I don't know if he's ever going to do it. But I think it would just help. You don't have to adjust the defense so much if you just at least give the illusion that different things can happen. Having your linebackers on the line of scrimmage, even if they're dropping into zone, that's fine. But that offensive line then has to communicate because they have to assume those linebackers are coming. Just the off chance that having your slot corner step to the line quick. Make them think other things are happening. You are allowed to attempt to deceive the offense. It does work. Darius Slay, he'll play. Great comeback for him. Thank God we're not going to be missing him. He was incredible against uh, the Bengals. Who's going to be the outside corner with him? If it's not going to be Trevor Williams, my guess is, you know, Graylon Arnold's going to play. And I, and I think that's why the Eagles haven't, I mean, they're going to have to make a move here on the roster. Like activating or uh, making somebody, you know, active. Or, or signing them to, I'm sorry, to the 53-man roster. It's it, Because... If they're doing the practice squad call-ups, they need linemen or linemen. They need wide receivers and they need cornerbacks badly. My guess is Burnett's up again. My guess is Graylon Arnold's up, and my other guess is that they possibly sign one of those two men to the active roster. And then if they do, let's just say they sign Burnett, Travis Fulgham's up because without Deshaun, without Alshon, and possibly without Arthega Whiteside, and I'd assume he's out. And Jalen Rager's on IR. And Quez Watkins is in that window. I guess he's the other possibility. My guess is they wouldn't do that. Your four wide receivers in this game against the team that played in the Super Bowl will be Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham, Deontay Burnett, and John Hightower. And I know people get mad and like they're going to bl- use this as the excuse for Carson Wentz. And, and again, that is there, there is an excuse there. But I will say this, he played his best last year when we went down to our thinnest at that position. 
He has to trust the receivers. Again, make them make the mistake. It's the best way to say it. You cannot be playing this game in terms of anticipating that you're wide receivers because you read you know, all these beat writers saying that these guys are all not that good. You can't believe in that. It's just it's a foolish way, and he knows this. And maybe this will spark the quarterback, but I, I think he's mentally broken. So I don't believe this will be a mental a, a spark for the quarterback. I mean, I know a lot of people are kicking and hoping. I just think he's completely mentally shot. And I don't know how it happened, why it happened, but I, I, it's a huge problem. I mean, this is, it's October 1st today. And, and it's like you believe the season's over already. We're three games deep. And we're sitting here talking about our season being over. Because there's just nothing. Like, again, there's been moments where I thought the ground had, you know, caved beneath our feet. Last year against Miami, that was bad. But, I mean, again, at least at the end of the day, you said, all right. But we have shown signs. We went to Green Bay and won on a Thursday night. And the one thing I'm you're latching onto here is, well, we should be at the minimum two and one, but the quarterback imploded mentally. And if the quarterback can just figure it out, this this is a very crucial game in this respect too for the quarterback, because if Carson Wentz, let's just say Carson Wentz comes out and it gets bad, he is going to get like I know Doug Peterson said they're not going to bench him. There's no chance of that. And I know a lot of people don't think that you know Jalen Hurts is ready to play. And I'm so tired of hearing that too. This guy just simply isn't ready to play. Well, who is ready to play on the Eagles? Like I hear that more so for like the linebacker, Davion Taylor. He's just not ready. Sean Bradley, they're just not ready. But Nathan Gary is? He's ready? You think Nathan Gary's ready? He ain't ready. Spoiler. We we need guys that are ready. By the way, I'm watching the Thursday night game, and I just saw Jerry Judy just moss somebody for a touchdown here. Remember, Jalen Hurts is on this team because the Eagles did not want to part with that second-round pick. This is a guy they could have got. This was the guy I wanted the most in the draft. I, it was Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy. I just knew Jerry Judy was the most overall complete guy in well, he looks the part right there. But I, I just hate the notion of hearing these guys aren't ready to play. Who is ready to play? Was Justin Herbert ready to play two weeks ago in Kansas City? He didn't know he was playing until five seconds before the game. You're in the NFL. That's the coach's job to get you ready. If the guys aren't ready, you know what that tells me? The coaches have failed. So if you're telling me X isn't ready, Jordan Mailata, is he ready? Jordan Bailata's been on the team three years. He better be ready. Like, stop giving me that crap. They're not ready. If you're not ready, you shouldn't be on the roster. So, yes, if it goes sour for, for Carson Wentz, see, I'm already in the camp of taking him out. I just think he's he's fried mentally. I don't see any way in these next three games anything good can come out of him playing. I mean, these are, like... We went from the JV football teams. And, and again, I'm including the Rams in a way in that because I think their defense is extremely weak. 
to San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is now coming off a bye. They had to get a bye this week due to COVID-19 with the Tennessee Titans. And then Baltimore, who I'm sure is pretty pissed off after the, you know, the the effort they put forth on Monday night. Guys, this is this is this is a murderer's row. Now again, what could happen here? What if the Eagles go Sunday and win in San Francisco? What if Carson Wentz is fixed? He plays a great game, finally comes out of his funk, and they win at San Francisco. Well, yeah, of course it brings hope because if you could go to San Francisco and you could pretty much go anywhere and win. And the division, again, you'll hear as well, the division's weak. Uh, I don't know how weak Dallas is. I mean, they have two losses at the Rams by three and at the Seahawks by seven. I mean... Not too many teams are beating those teams at home to begin with. I'm concerned about the injuries, of course. But I think if we watch this game Sunday and Carson Wentz turns it over three times, if he throws two more interceptions, the coach has to take the quarterback out. I mean, I'm not opposing the idea of Carson Wentz. I thought I'd wanted him out now, but it's like, Damn, that's a very hard game to give somebody for their first NFL start. But again, like I said, Justin Herbert played the Chiefs. There ain't nothing harder than that. I know you'll say, well, their defense isn't as good as their offense, and that's true. But, well, next week, the team you play is coming off a bye. And guess who's the... Oh, that's Pittsburgh. Their defense is lights the freak out. Trial by fire. Keys to this game will be the defensive ends stopping the play-action bootleg rollout that the Rams did. If Kyle Shanahan is smart, which I know he is, I know he is watching that game tape and taking notes. That was the most exposed a Jim Schwartz offense had been since Super Bowl 52. It was almost rookie-level easy for the Rams in beating the Eagles. Um especially their offense beating our defense. I would think Kyle Shanahan is going to marry a lot of those same principles in this game plan and just do the same. If the defensive ends are going to collapse on the running backs, he is going to roll his quarterback out. It's that simple. Until you can stop it, that's the way to beat the Eagles. And and again, I watched the Bengals and I could not believe Press Taylor's brother, Zach Taylor, did not think of doing the same thing, but he didn't. Um... Again, hey, this is it's a massive test. The Eagles have, under Peterson, I will say this, in these moments have, have stepped up where you completely give up all hope and then all of a sudden things do change and you know they, they stun you with their effort and, and in most cases they've won. How about this, for by the way? I heard a stat today, speaking of that, because it, it made me think of the Rams game in 2018 when everybody thought the season was over. Do you know Nick Foles' last 30 starts with the Eagles? And again, that involves multiple years and multiple coaches. But the last 30 starts, he was 24-6. and six. And I hate, I'm not a fan of the QB win stat because, again, it is a full team effort, obviously. But the quarterback is by far the most important position. Like, again, if we had an average quarterback, the Eagles are 2-1. Think about that. They're 2-1 with the average quarterback. And here they are at 
0-2-1 because their quarterback played as low as anybody could play in the league. But 24-6. That's 12-3-12-3. That's incredible. These next three games, starting here with San Francisco, are going to... I, I mean, really, this could be... In the next 17 days, you might know the future of the Philadelphia Eagles. If the head coach, if we lose these three games, and let's just say we lose them embarrassingly, which is possible, Doug Peterson's job will be done. He will he will not be the head coach next year. That'll be a, a nail in that coffin. Carson Wentz may not be the Eagles' quarterback. But if they come out and they... First of all, if they beat all three of these teams, then Peterson's going to win Coach of the Year and Carson Wentz will win Comeback Player of the Year because that's the only possible way that could happen. Like I said, quarterbacks that are elite do not lead teams to number one overall picks. Strap on your hard hat. This one could get bumpy. I mean, expectations are extremely low. The Niners are a little bit better than the Bengals, right? Just a little bit. Their coach is very bright. I'm expecting a great game plan. And we're going to need guys to step up, specifically the quarterback. But I'm not as concerned about the wide receivers as many people else are. Like I said, Deshaun is a question every game anymore. I'm very concerned about the tight ends. It does suck. Now that it's just going to be Zach Ertz, this team liked going 12 heavy. Unfortunately, they won't be. I would move Peters on the offensive line to right guard and give Jordan Mailata a chance. Because, I mean, I was shocked Matt Pryor still on this team, and I guess he's still starting, which blows my mind after his completely imbecile penalty there the other day. Um, defensively, Barnett played really well. Then you had Graham, who's been playing great this year. Their defensive line, Malik Jackson, Fletcher Cox, they're starting to play very well. And Javon Hargrave's going to keep getting better and better. Remember, he's coming off of his, um, he's coming off of his injuries in the preseason. The linebackers are horrific. We know that. Um, the secondary is, who knows who's going to start where. My guess is you'll see Roby Coleman outside with Darius Slay and Cravon LeBlanc in the slot. The safeties will still be Mills and McLeod. Ugh. This, hey. In a way, this might be one of the biggest games in Eagles history. Because if the quarterback implodes, again, if he comes out and has a very bad game, this could be it for Carson Wentz. I truthfully, in my heart now, do believe that. Because the coach is now coaching for his life. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go. We'll